Folk Arts for Social Change since 1987. You are listening to Philly Folk, a podcast of the Philadelphia Folklore Project. Philly Folk takes a deep dive into the history and work of the Philadelphia Folklore Project, our fundamental community and creative partnerships, archival collections, flagship initiatives, and grassroots cultural life from the streets of Philadelphia. Philly Folk is pleased to present La Ofrenda on 9th Street, claiming space, sustaining memory, and simulating visibility through altars and offerings. This special interest multilingual series highlights our most recent folk art and social change residency, La Ofrenda, which explores home altar traditions and spirituality in Philadelphia's growing Mexican community. La Ofrenda on 9th Street. We are here today in Philadelphia's Italian market. Like most Sundays, it's a busy and bustling time as shopkeepers unload produce and heckle over the cost of fresh lamb or the catch of the day. Local bar owners collect trash and ponder exotic articles that have found their way out onto the stoop and sidewalks. Passers-by stop to consider restaurant menus and storefront window displays. A large truck honks into oncoming traffic. Across the street from our ofrenda installation, South Philly Barbacoa is already in gear for another hectic morning. Serving up Cristina Martinez's signature barbecue by the kilo and attending to a full house of recently released night workers, Mexican families, and local foodies. Joining us at the exhibition space, we have former executive director of the Philadelphia Folklore Project, Selena Morales, lead artist, Cesar Viveros, project committee members, Leticia Nixon and Ivan Pinto Garcia, and community contributor, Cristina Martinez. Listen as Selena and Cesar begin to describe the ofrenda and the neighborhood in which it lives. La Ofrenda is situated in the Italian market uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, that's on 9th Street. And this street historically is a great shopping hub for different immigrant groups. Uh, for, for many, many years, it was centered on Italian foods, Italian foodways, Italian community life. And over the last, say, two decades, uh, maybe more, um, other immigrant groups have begun to make their home in the Italian market. For example, the guy on the, on the corner looks like a grocery store, but you go inside, you find everything. It's, it's so diverse, like what he have. Outside he have flower, fruits, vegetables. Inside he have uh, meats and whatever you need is right there. And the same way you go around two, three blocks around and you will find all these Mexican restaurants, uh, tamalex, uh, you name it. Paleterias in the corner. It's a beautiful place to walk up and down the street and you kind of get to know the character of South Philadelphia. An ofrenda is an offering made up of a collection of objects, photos, flowers, and candles placed on a ritual display, which is the physical altar. In addition to being a place for faith, prayer, and consultation, 
These offerings also honor those who have passed and are intended to keep their spiritual being alive and present in the altar setting. Next up, project leaders begin to unpack the various elements found in our community ofrenda and comment on the nature of these sacred spaces. Altars are very nostalgic um, installations. Part of the nostalgia for an altar is that they often hold photographs um, and memory objects connected to people who have passed or people who have come through your life that are no longer present. La ofrenda para mí es un es un lugar a donde eh, como cada persona tiene en su corazón y bueno está plasmado aquí en este lugar. Eh, que tiene flores, tiene ese aroma del cempasúchil, el aroma del, del calor de las veladoras, e imágenes a donde nos transmiten esa radiación de vida. Y bueno, esta es un, una tradición de México, pero es algo muy fuerte que está presente. We had a, a visit by uh, Rosana Esparza, Ernst and Ofelia Esparza. And Rosanna said something that was that has stuck in my memory. She talked about how the process of making these kinds of arts, and she was talking then about making altars, but also about literally the making of the altar, right? The fastening together of the flowers that hang above the altar, the placing of objects. They cause you to have conversations about the people who you've done this with before. And that's beautiful. It's an opportunity to talk about people who have passed. Well, making an ofrenda is, it's a spiritual practice, right? But it's also a work of art as well. You know, there, you can't separate the art from the spirituality and the culture, it's all woven together. And because it's that way, passing on this tradition and this practice, it's essential, you know. When you're here, you start to hear, ask questions like, who is there? What is their story? And the more you learn, the more you want to know, especially for the youth, these stories get told and you want to create a sense of curiosity, especially with the youth, because they're going to ingest it. They're, uh, suddenly the, the stories that are here are now born in, in the heart of the youth and they, they remember it, and they carry it. And they want to do that for their own family. You know, they want to see, they want to be a part of this too. And they realize that they have loved ones. They have stories of their own. If we can pull out those stories and bring them into a, a space that they want to honor them, that's how you move it forward, I think. It's a spiritual experience. It's almost out of, out of uh, body experience because it, 
connect, make so many connections, um, visually, spiritually, culturally, physically. It's just so many connections that uh, it's a very special, sacred space here. And I love the way the community is part of it. And even people who are maybe visitors, it draws them in. And uh, what better way to connect us with everyone else? Many of the reasons that they gave to have an altar is to have this personal connection with people who already passed away, who was away. And the only way they have to remember them is to place a portrait, an image related to or object um, that somehow remind them of the person. Mainly wanted to, to have uh, three different components. One is the structure of the altar, how it's going to look. Two, what is going to be on it. And three, what is going to be the setting around and surrounding the space. For the third part, we decided that it wasn't just going to be a setting, an installation. We are going to convert this space into the altar itself. So basically, we wanted people to feel that as soon as they step inside the place, that was going to be the, the altar. And, and then they all become part of the ofrenda. I think it's a curious space. People kind of look in and say, well, is that a store? Is that an art gallery? What is it? And so they walk through. But I think that the smell of the incense, the flowers, the candles lit, they're very um, reminiscent for people. First of all, I, well, what I see necessary in an altar is number one is your intention to honor. Who are you going to honor? You've, that's the first thing. And since you're honoring, if you have a photograph, that's great. That's a good place to start. And maybe a candle, like to send a prayer or to send a message of love. You know, light the candle and it brings light into the room and brings light into your own heart. Some incense to carry the prayer up. Uh, some water, because we all need water. And water is life. And something organic, like a, a flower. And there's no set, like, it's this flower or that flower. It's your altar. You create it. It's your peace, your ofrenda. And just do it with love. Things that are present on altars are candles, flowers, uh, food, uh, portraits, and I was going to say religious images, but it could be any kind of image that represent their belief. So therefore, we have uh, different saints and virgins that represent the religious aspect of uh, our community. In the beginning, I was just thinking like the very entrance and everything, and then all of a sudden, I just, I just saw like completely what I wanted to do. I want this place to be surrounded by flowers everywhere, life colors of a mural, and then the a darker space uh, that tell another different story. And then the main altar has to be a structure that is made out of something that um, people might use uh, on a regular way in Mexico. So basically this, this structure is made out of all wood. Uh, those houses that they are tearing down in Philadelphia, I was able to know these people who was 
saving those uh, long planks, uh, really huge uh, pieces of wood. And they sell it to us uh, a decent price, really. Uh, all those like cost a lot of money, but they give us a, a good price. And I was saving those for a long time. And when the time came of uh, to do the offering that we have it already, and then we started working. So it's a it's a huge table. Um, I decided to make it big because I knew that we was going to place so many elements on it. Walking into this space, the ofrenda uh, here in South Philadelphia, I was just really looking forward to it. And when I walked in, I could just feel a, a sense of familiarity. You know, I'm from East LA and now I'm in South Philly and I feel like I haven't left home. Uh, it just feels so warm and welcoming. And, you know, seeing these huge prominent figures, we have the Virgen de Guadalupe and Cuatlicue, and it just, it feels like so much balance for me in, in a spiritual sense, you know, very grounding. And, and then the people that are being honored here are treasures to this community and it just feels really special it feels um i feel like this is sacred a sacred space and the presence of their of their presence you know their essence is here and i feel privileged and honored to be here there is a particular phenomenon in the Mexican culture, uh, the syncretism part, where the native people have to hide belief on the new element that it was brought by uh, the Europeans back on the time. And one particular element that we have on this altar is very obvious. Um, we have the image of the Virgin of Guadalupe because our country is very Catholic and we want this to be present. It's a big deal. It's, it's huge. And every single altar you will find here. Uh, but also we have uh, the counterpart, another image that is archaeologists call it Cuatlicue. Uh, Just they have to give it a Nahuatl original name. Nevertheless, that wasn't the real name was more for the representation of the earth. Um, it's carved in a Aztec fashion. This image in particular uh, depicts a huge colossal figure made out of a stone. At the top of the uh, this image, it looks like a face is looking at you, but in reality, that's a representation of uh, two snakes look, looking at each other. Thus far, we have heard from Cesar, Selina, Cristina, and visiting alteristas Ophelia and Rosana Esparza about the unique space and physical structure that is our community ofrenda. We have also learned about the key ingredients that go into the staging of the altar. Listen now as they go into greater depth about various objects and aesthetic details found throughout the 9th Street space. So I believe this is a connection between altar, miracles, and it doesn't matter what is your religion, it's life after death, honoring your ancestors, 
And I think that is the impact, not only in the Mexican community, but in the South Philadelphia community. The main idea when we started doing this uh, project was to inform people, uh, people who don't know too much about our culture, was to inform them about the altar itself, what it is, how it's constructed, what materials are used to do it, why people do it. Little by little, it was filling up. Uh, a lot of the candles were brought by the people. A lot of the flowers were brought by the people. We had to change it continuously, so also we had to buy flowers. Uh, we have a rosary, the rosary that Pope Francis gave me. Um, is there. I have a couple other rosaries that people on the interviews, they gave us. We didn't even ask for. They gave it to us and they say, whenever, whatever you do, uh, it's fine. We just wanted to be present. Um, also, we built here some stars made out of glass. These stars, um, you know, probably like a one, one foot on long in dimension, you have a six spikes. The thing about these stars that they are all made of uh, glass and in order to make the joints, we have to mix uh, the glass. There is it's, it's some sort of cement with water. I keep telling people that I use the water that it was blessed by Pope Francis when he came to Philadelphia in 2015. And I mix it with that water. And for other people, it might not mean anything, but for Catholic people, it means a lot. So the whole place is surrounded by special items that mean something for people. When people look up, I mean, it's kind of like weird to look up and see flowers, right? But if you think about... Um, being the the um, altar as a as a special place where the the physical and the spiritual converge and the line is so hard to define. Um, we also wanted to have the idea that these flowers on the on the ceiling represent something that you might encounter in another dimension. It's something that you will see in the other side. Christina mentioned that for her, flowers are the most pretty representation of God and earth. Um, and then you start thinking, it's true, like, what is the occasion that doesn't have flowers? I mean, you are born, they get you a lot of flowers, to, to, to the wife who delivered a new child, then the parties, subsequent parties at home, every celebration is full of flowers, and then all of a sudden, you get married, flowers, throw the bouquet. Then when you die, you see flowers. Um, I personally, when my wife passed away and she was, you know, the resting for the last time and people came to say goodbye for the last time, I wanted to imagine that because she was looking at the ceiling, I want, I want to fill up the whole space with fresh flowers. And that's what we have back there uh, a year ago. That kind of inspired me to, to put the flowers here because that's... I want people to look up and look this beauty. But also the, the flowers, the kind, um, are the meaning of this transition of time that is too short. And this is, is what we have here, regardless of what is on the other side. And as I say, the, this spiritual belief, you really don't know what is inside, but you want to believe. And you have all these uh, trusts and faiths. Um, so I want that, that particular a space to be special with flowers. So there is all these elements that um, 
remind us of the people that we love, the people that is present and the people who is already gone. In this episode, our project team members describe the altar-making process and the elements present in our ofrenda located in South Philadelphia. Up next, we will discuss the ofrenda's life and purpose in the local community. La Ofrenda was made possible by the generous support of the William Penn Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Pennsylvania Council on the Arts, the Philadelphia Cultural Fund, and the Barra Foundation. Thank you to principal artist Cesar Viveros and our organizing committee, Jose Ortiz Pagan, Leticia Nixon, Ivan Pinto Garcia, and Irving Viveros. Today's recording is produced in loving memory of Ana Giselle Palma. Philly Folk is produced in partnership with media arts organization Los Herederos. Mm-hmm.